Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one minute at a time. We've got a very, very hot topic today. I don't know where this is going to go, but let's welcome Dion to the show. How you doing, buddy? Howdy. Doing great. I'm hoping people clicked on this for the right reasons. Yeah, we're going to find out. So here is the deal. Uh, Dion goes out and scours uh, YouTube, his YouTube feed for interesting topics. And here is the one. Is fear keeping you poor so i was looking at some channels and i realized that most of the topics that had fear in the title got more views on that specific channel than the other videos that same content creator was making almost like fear sells (laughs) exactly and so i'm wondering is is fear keeping people poor and 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 to the to the simplest level it's if you're watching content that's about fear and scaring you, you're, you're less likely to take action. So yes, you're probably more likely to stay poor. If for the last, I want to say 10 years, but specifically the last two years, all of the crashes coming, the pandemic, nobody has to pay rent, nobody can be evicted, don't buy, this is the worst time. And then we see the biggest depreciation two years running in a row. Uh, rent increases 30 to 40% in most markets, like missed opportunity after missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. But I was really looking at the channels And I think that there's a lot of other simple fears that are keeping people poor. People fear losing their job. They they, they fear getting getting put on unemployment. If you lose your job, it's a a disruptor in your life. And and not looking at the opportunity that happens when you lose a job and can make changes. Like when I lost the police officer job in 2008, um, personally, kind of devastating. Recession hit. um, Officers were getting laid off. Massive change. One of the best things financially that's ever happened to me in my life. Had I not been laid off, I'd probably still be working, right? They hate working paycheck to paycheck, but they fear losing a job. Mm. So if you fear losing a job, a lot of our focus is on how do I retain my job? How do my off hours benefit my employer so I don't lose my job? How do I go in early? How do I work late? How do I work off the clock? This is not an attack on my son who does all of those things. But I want to help people figure out that if you could take the time that you're committing to making sure you don't lose your job and turn it into this is my side hustle time. This is my how do I invest time This is how do I put my money to work time. So the job doesn't matter, then you don't have to hate the living paycheck to paycheck. So fear is keeping people in that mindset of I have to have a job. Fear of change. People flat out hate change fear change. And if it's that old saying of if you always do what you've always done, you'll always be what you've always been. Oh, I love that one. Yes. How are people going to reach financial freedom if you're always doing what got you to the point where you need financial freedom? We have to change. And that fear, I think it's holding a lot of people in place, telling them, don't change. Fear another, of losing. A, another fear I have, a, a fear that I have, Dion, that I see in a lot of people is they don't want to, I, I don't know how to say this, but you know, they don't want to change their circle, their influence, their click, whatever you want to call that, right? They've got the same seven friends and, and all of that. And they're afraid to break that. 
right? Because it is their crutch. They maybe supported them through this or that, or it's it's just easier to stay in your same circle. And trust me, if you, you show me your average, you show me your five friends, I'll show you your future. It's it's that is, you know, as as someone who has done okay, I've changed my five friends three, four, five different times. And every time I've I've morphed into another person, gone to another level, it's not it's not it's not fun. It's, you're you're the new guy or new girl. Uh, you know you got to be uncomfortable a few times. You've got to stretch yourself. Um, if you want something better, it's out there. But yeah, dude, fears keep it. I mean, it's fight or flight, whatever you want to call it. The human condition, it's 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 crushing so many people. Fear crushes more people. And it, again, in social media. It's like a magnet. It, it, this artificial intelligent thing is giving you, you know, whatever it's called, the reticular activator or whatever that thing is in your mind. It's just attracting things. Dude, that's why rule number seven is so important the next two years. Audit your network, which includes social media. You, uh, people, you need to hear this. Block some channels. You don't need to hear it every freaking day. Block them. Find positive people. Shoot, like Greg Dickerson yesterday talked about his feet having puppies and kittens in it. I mean, like, yeah, that's a way to smile and get a little chuckle in life. Why do we, why do we need to freaking talk about the depression or, uh, you know, food lines or whatever that latest fear tactic is? Yeah. Fears, fears keeping people poor. It just, it makes you just try to stay comfortable. Like, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. It's crazy. What you take in sets your mindset. So if you're really watching those channels, and, and I'll try to make this as short as possible because it's kind of a segue. When I was a police officer, there was this guy. He was, uh, uh, I, I want to be polite and say this, he was an ape of a man. Like I would okay. show up on the set. I'm like 5'9", so I'm not that big. I'm not that intimidating. And people would be talking to me as an officer. And then he would show up and stand behind me. And all of a sudden, everybody was super nice. <laughs> He's this eight guy feet tall, 400 pounds, just big was guy. Was always in a great mood. Yeah. And every time I would pull up next to him to tell, like talk next to his car to check reports or something, he'd be listening to country music. And I mean like twangy country from the eighties and nineties and people picked on him about it. But one day he explained to me, he says, look, that music puts me in such a great mood when I interact with people. It's, it's, yeah. I'm so big. Everybody gets scared. He says, but if I'm in a good mood, they're in a good mood. Exactly. If you're watching your videos, you're going to have the fear mindset. If you watch the videos that are encouraging. And so this is where that auditing your circle comes in. We spend more time at work, you know, eight hours usually or more awake with people. We spend more time there than we do with our family and with your friends, because outside of work, you're, you're, you don't have that much conscious aware time around people. I really encourage people, and I don't know if you've done this here on Zuber's channel, but find your local real estate meetup groups and find a way to interact with those people. Those are people trying to do what you're trying to do. So Maybe ask in the comments below, list where you live, the, the city, not your address, right? Don't tell everybody yeah. where you live, but what city are you in? Maybe yeah. people can reach out to you who are in the same area so that you can interact because I'm here in Tacoma. We have a monthly meetup. And let me tell you, every month we meet for one, you know, once a month we get together with people around here who are using different strategies. There's there's flippers, there's wholesalers. There was a crypto guy who now is house hacking a duplex. So sometimes mm. we rub off on people. But nice. getting around that kind of group makes it so much easier to stay focused on actually doing the things that reach financial freedom. Yeah. So at the, at the end of the day, I, it, you know, people that I interact with over the years, this, this is a great, this is just a great topic because I go, I'm going back kind of our earlier conversation about those coffee talks we've had. 
when I think about the people that did something versus the ones that don't, most of the people that did nothing, it was fear, fear of something, fear of losing money, fear of this, fear of that. You've, you've really, you almost have to build a callus. Now, fear is important because again, it's, it could be life-saving, right? It's, it's part of us. But what I'm trying to tell people is we live in a world today, Dion, where fear is right here, right here. It's for some people, this is their first nasty recession. So fear is like right here. All you have to do is back up, right? I call it the tree of fear in the forest of opportunity. If you're standing right here, all you see is one tree. All you got to do is back up, realize that it's happening to everybody, not you. There's a lot of people, you know, walking around the tree, burnt, you know, cutting it down, whatever it is. Um, you know, Warren Buffett's saying is, I mean, it'll be said forever, right? Uh, when there's blood in the streets or what, you know, all of those sayings, just his great, uh, his great sayings. But it's, you really build wealth in a downturn. It is scary. But if you do the work and you understand it, it's really not that scary. Well, there's there's two quick things to cover. Uh, and the second one might irritate some people because every time I mention it, it, I just get attacked. But the first one is uh, the fear of losing money is stop is keeping a lot of people poor. Mm-hmm. It's just so much easier to save, which will never make you wealthy, um, than it is to invest or spend the money on something that can improve your life. So people should ask you specifically, what would you do if you lost a bunch of money? And then you can go. <laughs> when I lost a bunch of money in stocks, here's what I did. Like literally. That was the thing that caused you to invest the way that you do. So instead of saying, I could lose money again, so I didn't take any action. And the second thing is, when it comes to financial freedom, most people have a fear. And this is one that came up a lot in my research. They fear they'll never be able to retire. And so here's what I think that fear is doing that is causing a lot of people to not be able to retire early. Fear of not being able to retire means that people are packing as much money as they can into retirement accounts. Uh, getting the match, I understand. You're getting the free match from your employer. Math, even though I don't like doing it, math said to do that because it was the, the right mathematical way to go. But locking money up that you can't benefit from until you're 59 and a half is, is detrimental to retiring before 59 and a half. And doing something like, well, I'm going to put it in a self-directed in, uh, individual retirement account and then buy rentals with it. So you'll lose all of the benefits of owning real estate. You can't self-manage. You can't house act. You don't depreciate. Like all of these things that retirement accounts are hurting because people are so afraid that I, I, I'm not going to be able to retire. So they look at how do people prepare for retirement? They, if you want to retire at the regular age, retirement accounts might not be the, the worst way to go. But for people who are trying to create cash flow, independence, not need the job, not have to save for retirement, that fear, I think, is cost, is, has an opportunity cost to it. If I had money in a retirement account, I would still be working. Yeah. And back to your point, number one, I'm an individual who lost 80% of his um, stock portfolio, $180,000 in an epic five, six-week crash. So uh, I know exactly how that feels, and uh, I know exactly what we did after that. If you want to hear the story, it is in my book, One Rental at a Time, uh, which Dion is now narrating. He did 15 conversations with real estate millionaires. He's now surprised narrating One Rental at a Time. We'll see if we can get it on Audible here in the next several months. Dion, where can people find you? They can find me right here on YouTube, um, trying to get past the fear of learning how to narrate, read out loud, audit the, edit the thing. Um, but I'm getting there. 
There you go. Thanks, buddy. Ciao.